All right. All right. Welcome, everybody, uh, to night number four of Breakthrough Week. So we've been doing uh, some services, had some sound problems the last couple nights, but hey, hopefully we got that fixed. But you know what? The devil doesn't like breakthrough. All right. Hell doesn't like breakthrough. That's okay. We push on through, even for the breakthrough on sound issues, right? All right. So if you don't know today, real quick, uh, today is National Not Ashamed of Jesus Day. You may have seen hashtags like that. You may have seen hashtag Jesus414. Uh, uh, if you haven't, go search it out. You'll be blessed. And I did a special broadcast uh, just a little bit ago, in fact, about this, like why I am not ashamed of Jesus, why you shouldn't be ashamed of Jesus, and what you can do to not be ashamed of Jesus. So go check that out after this, of course. Um, but tonight, you know, I've been asking the Lord, sticking his face, what psalm should I go out of? What sh what's the topic I should hit up? Last night we hit, uh, you know, wanting breakthrough, but uh, not wanting the repentance, right? Not wanting to live a sin-free life and all of that. So go check it out. Go share it. Make sure you share this uh, message right here. Um, it'll be a blessing. And tonight we'll be out of Psalms 27. Because uh, I believe that we need a we need to get a, a view about fear, you know. Not that I'm here to shame anybody. Please, I'm not. But unfortunately, fear is, I believe, normalized. And fear for the Christian, for the born-again, spirit-filled believer who has Jesus should not fear. And the good news, of course, is that we don't have to fear. So if you're fearful tonight, right, Maybe, what about when we go through trials and tribulations? Maybe you're going through that right now in your personal life. Maybe in a marriage. Maybe in a relationship. Maybe wanting your kids to come back. Maybe you're looking at the, the way the world is going around us. You know, you look at the inflation, gas prices, and food prices, and all that stuff, and you're like, my God, what's going to happen next? Well, tonight, I'm here to tell you that you, you can be comforted. And you can fix your eyes on the Lord. And that you can actually live fear-free. Yes, it's real. You know the Bible commands us many, many times over. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Right? I believe the polar opposite of fear is faith. Right? Do you remember the story? I'm sure. Probably read in your Bibles. Where they're on the Sea of Galilee. Right? Jesus and his apostles. And what's Jesus decide to do? He decides to take a nap. My man, right? Which proves to me that naps are biblical. He's taking a nap. And then the storm kicks up on the Sea of Galilee. Tells us that the wind and the waves are all kicked up. And Jesus is sleeping all the way through it. Right? Kind of like my wife says that I sleep through things. And he's sleeping through it. And, his, and the apostles are getting all bent out of shape over it, right? Because they're looking at what's happening with the natural eyes. They forget to put their eyes on Jesus. Right there. The Prince of Peace. The Sar Shalom. Right there in the boat. Master, Master, don't you see what's happening? He rebukes the storm. And he tells them, O ye of little faith. That tells me that faith and fear are exact opposites. Maybe you need a good injection of faith tonight. Right? Maybe you need to be uplifted and encouraged and edified 
by the word tonight. And I assure you, you will be. Just fix on Jesus, all right? That, that's what it's all about today or tonight. Fixing our eyes on the author, perfecter of our faith. It's not about shame, right? Well, oh, man, I feel so bad because I, I get afraid. Maybe it's anxiety, whatever it may be. Don't be ashamed. God is not here to punish you for, for wrestling with something that every person wrestles with. And even if people do live fear free, that they still, I'm sure that they get tempted with it. It's not about that tonight. It's about getting, can we be fear free? Can we? And I'm here to tell you absolutely yes. Because the Bible tells me so. I don't go off my experiences, right? I don't go off by some psychological book, some psychiatrist that wants to dope me up on meds so I can't think straight and can't wake up in the mornings and, you know, 10 cups of coffee later and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm still not awake. No, no, sir. The book you need for your mental health is right here. This is, this is the book you need right here. This tells us how we can live. Amen? So let's come before the Lord tonight. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, you wouldn't put something in your word, Lord, if it was not possible. You would not tell us, Lord, not to do something or to do something. Sit back and say, well, you got this. Hope, hope it all works out, Lord. No, you're the Lord of glory, Lord of all strength, Lord of our strength, the sustainer of our soul, the uplifter of our head. And I pray that would happen tonight to every person listening. Listening now, listening later, listening by audio podcast, wherever, whenever, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father. Lord, Father, may your heart be known and shown tonight to every single person watching and listening. In Jesus' name, amen. So we have the scriptures here, right? I'm going to read, like I said, out of Psalms 27. Sure, many of you have uh, at least know the beginning of it, parts of it, if you've read your Bible. So let's start in verse one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom will I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom will I be afraid? Look at that. Look at that. David's saying here, this is a Psalm of David. I don't have to be afraid of nobody. No one. We know Jesus says as well, do not fear him who can destroy the body, but fear him who can destroy body and soul. In other words, we don't have to be afraid. Let me tell you what, Jesus Christ, right, the one we look to, nobody else. Jesus would have never gone to the cross had he been afraid. Oh, we know it wasn't easy for him, right, as we're coming up tomorrow night. It's Good Friday. Garden of Gethsemane. Coming before the Father, pouring his heart out to the Father. He didn't say, Father, I'm too afraid. I'm gripped by fear. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't easy, but he looked to the Father. Maybe you need to come to the Father tonight. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Father's not going to push you away. Come to the Father. Father, this is difficult for me. Father, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm losing my marriage. I'm afraid my spouse is going to walk out on me. I'm afraid for my child out there living on their own. My prodigal child. Father, I don't know what to do. 
Well, do what Jesus did. He said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Imagine that. My, not your will. And here David is. He, David knew what it was, by the way. He, know, he, he, he writes further on. He knew about fear. He knew what it meant for men to be against him. Check this out, though. Verse 2. When the wicked came against me to eat my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army should encamp about me, my heart will not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing I've asked from the Lord, that will I seek after. For me to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To see the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the shelter of his tabernacle. Look at that. Trouble is normal, folks. Trouble is normal. You may have heard otherwise about the Christian lifestyle. Jesus came to make it so you can live your best life now. You come to Christ, it's trouble-free life from here on out, right? Easy breezing. Cruise control. I'm telling you that's false. I'm telling you that's not the gospel message. Jesus said himself, in this world you will have tribulation. But to be of good cheer, for he has overcome the world. Can you shout that from the rooftops today? Huh? This is not ashamed of, national not ashamed of Jesus. Huh? Can you say, I am of good cheer because my Lord, my Savior has overcome the world. Can you say that? Can you say that? You know what? My finances, tough. My bank accounts, so deep in the red. Heck, it's crimson by now. Can you say that? Can you say, you know what? Despite of that, I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm not going to fear how I'm going to pay my bills. I'm not going to fear where my next meal comes from. Can you do that? Jesus will give you that. This is not talking about repentance of sin. Now, you may be afraid. You may be filled with anxiety and fear because of, of sin. But I'm not saying that's the root cause of it. Sometimes the root cause is we don't we, we need to know the truth and the truth will set us free. His name is Jesus. He said, I I I, I am going to the Father. Right, his apostles. I'm sure they were probably afraid. Like, what? Wait, 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 wait. You you're leaving us? Even though I had told them for years now. Jesus said, No, no, I have to go. So that my father, and when I do, send the Holy Spirit. And he will. Lead you in all truth. He will counsel you. He will comfort you. Yes, in your deepest afflictions. Yes, when you've lost that baby. Yes. My heart breaks for anybody going through something. It does. It grieves. I, I have the deepest sympathy and empathy. Only because I know Jesus, my Lord and Savior. I know the God of the Bible. Right? Not, not the God of some fake prosperity gospel. Right, not not the God of the American churchianity version of things. I know that trouble is normal. I've been it. Believe me. See, sometimes it seems to me I'll never get out of it at times. But that's okay because I keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep my eyes fixed on him and so I don't fall apart completely. I may have my bad days, but my bad days don't define me. 
Why? Because I'm so awesome. I got it all together. Maybe because I'm a combat veteran or something. No, none of that. Jesus and Jesus alone. Here David is talking about that. You know what? Maybe you need to stop seeking after every other solution but God. Maybe you should cry out. Maybe you should be doing what David wrote. One thing I've asked from the Lord. That will I seek after. For me to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To see the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Maybe you're filled with fear because you don't ever do that. You don't inquire of the Lord. You don't seek his face. You don't bother to listen to him. It's called prayer. right? Maybe you come before him with a laundry list. You pour it out. But you never stop to listen. There's nothing wrong with making a list to pray for. Hey. But you don't bother to listen. Or, or maybe, maybe, maybe it's just to check the block. Man, when I attend my prayer group next week, I can tell the ladies, because for some reason it's always ladies. Man, yeah, 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 I prayed. But it's just to check the block. Maybe you're just going through the motions. Maybe you don't even make time for prayer time. You got every excuse under the sun not to pray, and you wonder why you're filled with fear. I'm telling you, in the presence of God, fear must flee. All of it. But you never make time to spend time in his presence. It ain't going to happen. Stop seeking after the next self-help book. There's no such thing as self-help anyways. Our help comes from Christ and Christ alone. That's where our help should come from, right? My help comes from the Lord. The maker of heaven and earth. That's where our help should be coming from at all times. That should be our first and foremost source is the Lord. Yeah, we need other people, no doubt. Well, we're not meant to be a, a, a lone ranger. Maybe, maybe that's some of your problems out there too. You're lone rangers. I don't need that church. I don't need to gather with those fellow believers. I, 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 Holy Spirit is my guider, no, no doubt. And yet we don't know it all regardless. We don't understand it all. You need to get in the presence of other believers, faith-filled believers that will pray for you, will lay hands on you, who will listen to you without, without uh, criticism. Yeah, there's power in prayer, especially power in prayer in group. But you can't have that happen when you say, I don't go to that church anymore. I don't need them, man. They're all bad. Well, you got that stinky attitude. No wonder you're alone. We're all imperfect people. None of us have it all together. You need to seek after the Lord. Maybe you're filled with fear because you are disobeying the Lord. There's a reason right there. You've been running away. You've been only obeying what you want to obey. Instead of seeking to obey everything Jesus tells us to do and not do. That causes fear, all right. Man, I just did something I wasn't supposed to do. Tell me that won't cause anxiety. I might get, I might get caught. No wonder you're filled with fear. Stop sinning. Stop choosing sin. Choose Jesus who breaks all chains. I don't know. There could be dozens and dozens of reasons. I'm not here to play judge, jury, and executioner. I'll leave, I'll leave God to judge of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. But, but why? See, when we do this, when we do what David did, right? When, when he, but David made this his life, right? His lifestyle was to seek after the Lord. Why? Because, no, verse 5, For in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the shelter of his tabernacle, he will hide me. He will set me up on a rock. 
Now my head will be lifted up above my enemies encircling me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Man, some of you need to get, get, get a worship lifestyle. No, worship doesn't happen at church. Worship happens in our own lives first. That's where it starts. It ain't about just singing three songs and done on a Sunday. And I do believe, by the way, it is a worship service. Right? My point being is you need a personal worship all the day long. Jesus made it clear, talking to the Samaritan woman at the well. And one day we will worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship is a lifestyle. It's not just something we do on Sunday, right? It's not just maybe we hear a, a cool Christian song come on the radio. All the time. We have. Let me tell you what, people. You start praising and worshiping God, that fear must flee because you realize how good he is in your life. Let, let me give you some pointers on that real quick. Did you wake up? Thank God. I, thank God. Thank you, Lord. I woke up today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I draw breath today. Oh, wait a minute. You woke up under a roof? Thank you, Lord, for the roof that you provided over my head. No, this is not selfish praise and worship. We, we have to realize that everything we have is because of God. That is that good to provide for us. Yahweh Yira, the Lord, our provider, who provides. You got food? Did you eat some food? Maybe you get up, you're hungry, you're going to eat some food? Thank you, Lord, for the food that you provide. Maybe you need to start saying grace. Thanking the Lord for the food you're about to eat because it comes from him. I'm telling you, you may, we, we get into trouble sometimes. We get in our trouble and tribulation, and it seems that, that that's all we see. It's all we see all around us. Yet, once we lift up our heads and we look up to God, wait a minute, we are in trouble, right? It's not easy. We can admit that. It's not nice. It's difficult. That's okay to admit. But what's not okay is to stay in the funk. That's when, that's when it's not okay. What we do is we lift our eyes. The way to do that is praise and worship. Praise and worship. Lord, Lord, my, ooh, this is troublesome. Lord, I just got that diagnosis by the doctor. He said it was cancer. Lord, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next. But you are still Lord. And regardless of the outcome of, of, of of the cancer treatment, regardless of, it, of of the outcome of the surgery to remove the, the tumor, regardless of that, Lord, I will go into your presence with joy one day. Lord, it's my time, not my time, but I thank you, Lord, that I will make it into your presence. You see what I'm saying? Probably thinking, brother, you don't know what you're talking about. Brothers and sisters, I, I've been diagnosed with, with, with emphysema, the, the, the uh, disease of the lung. I praise God every day. I draw breath anyways. We, we need to realize, man, you, you stop being bitter and angry. Bitterness and, I swear, bitterness and anxiety and fear go together hand in hand, you know, best buddies. There's no reason. Look to God. Well, my life ain't perfect. Well, you know what? Welcome to the club. Well, this and that and that and that. and Well, stop listening to everything that's wrong. And start listening to everything that's right because God has did, done it in your life. There's something there. Like I said, you woke up today, you have something to praise God for. 
You have a roof over your head, pray, something to praise God for. You got clothes on your back, I don't care how old or holy they are. Amen? You got more than a lot of people do. And they still praise God and they live radically for God. There's people living in third world countries drinking dirty water. Sometimes they, they have no idea. They have to walk miles and miles and miles on foot to find clean water or to get medical aid or something. Yet they live radically sold out for Jesus. Why? Because it's not the current troubles that they focus on. It's Jesus they focus on. And they know that. They, these are only temporary. Even the Bible makes that clear. You know what Paul, you know what Paul said? He called them momentary and light afflictions. Well, Paul didn't go what I go, went through. Really? I guarantee you nobody here, at least listening by live stream, has ever been gone through. I guarantee nobody in this house right now has gone through what Paul went through. Scourged multiple times, beaten, stoned to death, shipwrecked, hunted down by Jew and Gentile alike. And yet, Paul said, ah, ain't nothing. You know, Paul, Paul was like, that? here, hold my beer, watch this. I'm saying Paul drink beer. That's what Paul's attitude was. Why can't our beer, ours be the same? Well, well, Paul was, he, he was, he was so super special. No, that's not what Paul wrote about himself. He called himself the lowest of the low. That's what Paul started. He didn't think of think of himself super special or better than anybody else. In fact, he he rebuked the church in Corinth for thinking about that. Oh, super apostles, he called them. What makes Paul different than you or me? Well, he wrote scripture. Yeah, that's pretty special, no doubt. But but was he better than us? Was the guy who called himself the chief of sinners somehow better than us? No, that was never Paul's attitude. So if he did it, why can't we do it? He just chose Jesus. That's what he did. He said, he said, I die daily. You know what? Some of you out there need to die to die daily. You need to make that conscious decision every day you wake up. Just, just speak it out loud so your brain hears it. Sometimes we need to speak out loud because our brains don't get it when we think it. You speak it out loud, right? I die today. I choose to die today. And you say that as long as it takes. That's what Paul wrote about himself. I Paul chose to die. He chose to do what Jesus told him to do. To take up his, to deny himself, to take up his cross and follow up to Jesus every single day of his life from the moment of salvation. You don't believe me? Paul gets his eyesight healed. What's the first thing he goes out doing? Street preaching. Paul meant Jesus. Maybe some of you have never been introduced to that Jesus. Maybe, maybe it was all about that Jesus who wanted to make you comfy. It was all about trouble-free lifestyle. Let me tell you what, folks. We who are supposed to exemplify Jesus Christ, why do we think that we can get out of what he went through? Why do you think we somehow we can think we, we escape it. See, see, we have to get this in our heads because we don't get it in the troubles and try, and tr trust me, 
if you're out there listening, young man, young woman, if, 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 if life has not hit you hard yet, it will. Guarantee it will. Because I thought life wouldn't hit me hard. I was young in my 20s. Right? Thought life was going so good. It's a whole other story that it wasn't. I, I was, man, yeah, right. I wish I could go talk to my younger self if that were possible. You know? Look at my little, hop in my police box, right? Crank up the TARDIS and go tell my younger self what a knucklehead you are. Stop being a knucklehead. And she, you were, maybe you're introduced to the wrong Jesus. Not the Jesus that, that, that said we would be, people would call us accursed. They would saw, say all evil things about us. And worse, they would hand us over to be killed and jailed. You know what Jesus said to do about all that? He said, go have a pity party. No, he didn't say that. Wait, what did he tell us to do? He said, rejoice when this happens. Rejoice. I know it's not, I know, I know a lot of this is easier said than done, but you know what? It's called practice. We got to put things into practice. We got to break old habits. We got to start healthy habits. Like what I'm talking about tonight prayer, worship as a lifestyle. Maybe you need to get into this word. Hmm? You never really study it. You might open up the verse of the day, maybe. You, you, you might do the Bible in a year, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like I said, if you, maybe, though, it's just another check the block. Hey, I read through the Bible in a year, but you didn't understand a single bit of what you read. Now, you didn't really digest it. You didn't really chew on it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute here. This Bible says people are going to do that. Wait, wait. The Bible says that Jesus came to bring a sword that that my own family might hate me for turning to Jesus? Wait, wait. That's in the Bible? Oh, yeah. Didn't you know? Don't you know that a lot of Jews who come to Jesus to salvation, like, they depending on what their how religious their family is, but for the most religious crowd, their family disowns them completely. They have a funeral for that person because that person is now dead to them. I remember uh, I've heard uh, Dr. Michael Brown's testimony a number of times, right? He, he was a, a, a drug addict, hippie rock drummer. He did so much, so much, so many drugs. They called him drug bear. One day he gets clean from, from drugs because he met Jesus. Comes home to his dad. Like, I'm glad you're off drugs, but let's talk about this whole Jesus thing. Crazy, right? Off drugs, but now they want to hone in on the, whoa, you believe in that Jesus fella as your Messiah now? Dang. Yeah, that's real. Muslims, Muslims. Many times have to hide. They have to leave. Because their family and their community is going to seek to kill them. You know what that's called? Christianity. It's called biblical Christianity. I know we hear in the West. It doesn't happen, right? Somebody says something nasty to us on social media. Oh, the world is over. Yet normative biblical Christianity is, be, is willing to die for our Savior. 
And we don't have to be afraid when that comes. Let me just pause this question for you to meditate on while I continue. If somebody were to come to you today, hold a gun to your head, something, deny Jesus or die, what would you do? You know, I don't need, I don't need your answer. Just something for you to think about. We should be willing to. I know it's easier said than done. I get it. And it doesn't stop me from speaking the truth. And look, look, listen, continue on. And it's here the psalm in verse 7, King David. Hear, O Lord, when I cry out with my voice. Be gracious to me when I ain't answer me. When, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Seek the Lord in your fear. Just because you fear doesn't stop you from being able to seek the Lord. That should propel you to seek him all the more. The Lord is always calling to his people, seek me, seek me more. Can we all seek him more? Absolutely. All the more, brother? Are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, people like John MacArthur, who's been doing this for a while, longer than I've been alive, can do it better? Oh, yeah. Dr. Michael Brown, can he do it better? Yeah, he said so. I'm here to humbly admit, yeah, I can do it better. But that doesn't stop me from doing it. I'm just going to stop here because, man, this is difficult. Seek after the Lord. The Lord is calling you. Seek after him. He will be gracious to you. And he will answer you. The Lord is saying, seek my face. Stop seeking fear. Seek my face, not Fox News. Seek my face, not CNN. Just to be, you know, impartial about it. Anyway, I think all major news media outlets are stinky anyways. Turn off the news. Turn off that horror movie. Seek the Lord. Let me tell you, whatever you're going to make time for, that's, what you, that's what's going to control you. You make time for news all the time? Well, no wonder you're full of fear. There's nothing in the news but fear reported about, you name it, Ukraine, high gas, you know, oil prices, or, or shipments coming in, not coming in, whatever. Ain't nothing but fear in the news. But why, why watch it so much? Why listen to it so much? I, I'm not, I'm not anti-news. I'm just anti-putting it above God. Some of you need to cut it off for a while. Out of your life, period. I'm not saying it's evil, but hey, sometimes there's things we need to cut out of our life. They may be, they may be a snare for us, and that may not be a snare for somebody else. Verse 9, do not hide your face far from me. Do not thrust your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. If my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me in. See, that's the promise of the Lord. He'll take you in. You're a born-again believer. You're a son or daughter of God. And you get to cry out by the spirit of adoption, Father. That's right. Mother, your father, mother, who knows? Maybe they're never in your life, but you got a father in heaven. Maybe they did reject you. You got a father in heaven. He won't reject you. Jesus said, in fact, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Check that out. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in an upright path. Because of my enemies, do not deliver me to the will of my enemies. 
For false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. I believe, say it, I believe. You may not, you, you, don't, hey, don't let your brain shut you down. Let me tell you what our brain box rarely ever tells us the right things anyways, besides how to keep breathing. Say it with me. Say, I believe. Go ahead, do it again. I believe. Now, this ain't some self-help seminar. Like I said, sometimes our brain doesn't get it until we speak it out loud. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be strong and may your heart be stout. Wait on the Lord. Some of you need to learn how to do that. You've been putting the Lord to your timeline. Lord, when is this going to be over? Lord, when is this going to happen? Lord, when will Lord wait on the Lord? Believe me, his plans are always better than our plans anyways. Lord, don't you know my finances? I better go take out that loan. Yeah, so we can get deeper in debt, right? But that's the way we think at times, right? We've all been there. I don't know another way out. I better, I better, I better go get something that's going to put me deeper in debt. Of course, we don't say that to ourselves. We think it's way out. Believe me, there is no verse in the Bible that says God helps those who help themselves. The only way you can help yourself is to wait on the Lord. It's not easy. I get it. Man, we were in a tiny apartment for four years. Waiting on the Lord. Waiting for him to make a way so we could be in a house. You try being in a tiny two-bedroom apartment with small kids. Full of energy. Especially boys. I'm telling you. If you got all girls, you don't know how good you got it. You get boys, they're like, they're like, they're like uh, hamsters. They got to run all the time. I swear I should have put a hamster wheel in my boy's bedroom. Let him running out. Wait on the Lord. We had to wait four years before it happened. It wasn't easy. But let me tell you what, it's way better than anything we could have done on our own. I'll tell you that much right now. Wait on the Lord. Even when it's the toughest. I get it. Believe me, I get it. I could go on and on with examples from our own, from our lives, lives of my family. Wait on the Lord. Seek after his face diligently, day after day after day. When the breakthrough will come, you leave that up to God. How it's going to happen, you leave it, you leave it up to him. Wait on the Lord. Amen. Wait. He will never let you down. He has never let me down. Look, we even came down here. We were in a hotel for almost a month. Yet, here we are. That wasn't easy. Believe me, maxing out credit cards and all that. But here we are. Wait on the Lord. We could have given up. Imagine that. We get down here. First two weeks. Might be easy. Yeah, but that might be okay. We'll go three weeks. Oh Lord, I guess that housing ain't gonna happen. Guess we gotta go looking for an apartment. Could have done that, right? May may have seen the seen may have seemed the logical way to do things. Don't worry, but we didn't. Not because we're so awesome. Because the Lord is awesome. That's why. So, I, I really hope that this message helped you, and will help you. 
I get life is not easy, but you know what? Life is not supposed to be easy. There's nothing in this word that says life is supposed to be easy. All right? So stop freaking out when the Wi-Fi goes out. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. All right? That's a joke. That's a joke. Anyway, well, we'll cook. Well, like I said, tomorrow night is a good Friday. So we'll be doing a, I'll be doing a good Friday breakthrough message from right here. Right? You might consider it a continuation of tonight, maybe. But I'm going to hit up the, there's a psalm in, the, in here, right? Where here you see where, where David, for instance, is um, writing. He calls out and the Lord answers him. And this psalm, the psalmist says, there's no answer. And what do we do when there's no answer in sight? What do we do in the darkest of hours? That's what we're going to talk about tomorrow night because tomorrow night was a, certainly seemed like the darkest hour ever. But don't worry. The Lord is the light of our salvation. Amen. You need to read Psalm 27 for yourself. There's your homework. I just, I just gave you homework. Read Psalm, study, study Psalm 27 as, as much as you need to. Hey, throw out that Bible in the airplane if you need to. All right, some, some of you out there need to, you need to get that word in you. That's all right, though. Anyway, I, enough of me yakking on. Be blessed. Love you all, and I'll see you tomorrow night.